Well, thanks for listening to I've Got News For You. If you like it, hit follow or subscribe in your app and you'll get a new episode from us every morning. Well, the I've Got News For You team is still on holidays at the moment. We'll be back on air on Monday. But in the meantime, what we're going to do is replay a classic episode from our back catalogue where we caught up with an Aussie crime scene cleaner. The 6th of January, 2023. A grandmother was found stabbed to death. The police told me there was a lot to clean up. You, 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 you don't think about it when you don't need it. From news.com.au. I'm Andrew Buckalo, and I've got news for you. We often see stories on the news of violent home invasions or even brutal murders, but have you ever stopped to think about what happens after those events, like once the bodies have been removed and the police have wrapped up their investigations? Well, that's where today's guest comes in. Donna Naylor is a crime scene cleaner from the Gold Coast whose job it is to make it appear as if a crime never took place. In this episode, she'll tell us about some of the most confronting crime scenes she's worked on and she'll reveal what happens to a human body after death. It's a smell that you will never forget. You cannot breathe in deep. Um, it's gross. The, the body changes into mush. Just a warning that this podcast contains some pretty graphic descriptions that some people might find distressing. We'll be back in just a moment. Donna, you were a hairdresser before you became a crime scene cleaner. How did you get into the business? Uh, I became a crime scene cleaner about 10 years ago. I've always been interested in death services um, and it was something that intrigued me when I was younger. I wanted to be a mortician. Um, all of my friends growing up were strippers um, and I didn't want to be a stripper, but I knew <laughs> there was big money to be made. Um, and so I started researching. I did some study on my own. Uh, I looked into companies in America. I just did everything that I could to get my foot in the door. I'm five foot nothing, uh, a hairdresser. So I needed to stand out from everyone else. And so did you have to do training to get the gig? I did a lot of on-the-job training, um, but I did do some of my own. So I went and did OH&S courses, uh, making sure that I was keeping myself safe when I was on site because that's the most important thing. And for those people who aren't aware, what exactly does the job of a crime scene cleaner entail? Um, it entails anything a normal cleaner wouldn't do, to be honest. Right. Um, I do everything from meth labs, hoarding houses, gross filth, suicides, murders, all of it. Far out. Are there any bodies still there when you go into these crime scenes? There's not. the uh, No. They do ask if we will get there when the coroner is there just to make sure that it is a quick cleanup, especially if it is in open area where there's a lot of people around. But I always say no. We're there for such a long time and you learn so much about that person um, that I, I don't want to get any more attached than I already am. What can you tell me about that? You said that you learn so much about the person. Can you explain you that? Do. Yeah. So, I mean, everybody always says make sure that you change your undies just in case you get hit by a bus. <laughs> um, you know, your nan would say that when you were younger. Yeah. I'm more, make sure your house is clean just in case a crime scene <laughs> cleaner comes through. Uh, to see how some people live is quite confronting. I mean, we're all different in many ways, but I can see the last meal that they had, the last movements, the last drink. There are some have been playing card games when they've been murdered. So, yeah, and you just you piece it together. You get to see what they're like, photos on the walls. So, yeah. Far out. Uh, what sort of equipment do you use? Um, everything from your basic GIF cloth um, right through to a jackhammer. 
So A jackhammer? Yeah. So it's not just cleaning. It's a lot of demolition. So, for example, I went to a job in Brisbane uh, where somebody had decomposed and had been there for many days. Uh, the body fluids had actually leaked through the kitchen and there was a crack under the kitchen bench uh, and the man downstairs noticed what he thought was oil dripping onto his kitchen island Mm. and when he got home from work that had turned red and it was the body fluid and fat that was dripping from above him so we had to rip the kitchen out rip all of the tiles out and make sure that we got all the body fluid from there there's a lot of bacteria that's involved with it what about for those people listening who you know might occasionally get blood on the walls or on furniture, what is the best way to get blood out of something? Get it out straight away. If it's only something that's very small, just hot, soapy water and disinfectant. Good tip. Okay. Yeah. Um, Do you remember the first crime scene that you went to? I do, yeah. So I was on a plane. I got flown up to Rockhampton, so I would travel all of Australia. It was a meth lab that was up there. So I had no idea what I was walking into. We were there for weeks on end, and it's not something that you can generally see, but it's very dangerous. And the scene, the people that were actually cooking that meth were still around and and were threatening our lives as well at the same time because they were going to go to prison for a really long time. So um, it was pretty full on, but I loved it. (laughs) And how many crime (laughs) scenes would you say that you've cleaned up since then? Oh, too many to count. There's nothing I haven't seen. So, yeah, definitely too many to count. In just a moment, Donna will open up about the most confronting crime scene she's ever worked on. Every time I drive past it, I think of them. I can't. I will never forget. News doesn't have to be boring. The Brits have given Prince Harry a new nickname after yet another tell-all interview. Oh, God, is it the ginger winder? (laughs) (laughs) Let the team at news.com.au get you up to speed each day with their podcast, from the newsroom. A couple were busted joining the Mile High Club. Well, I guess they can't fly Virgin anymore. <laughs> Politics, sport, red carpets, royals. Get all the goss in just a few minutes. Follow from the newsroom wherever you get your podcast from. What would you say are the worst kinds of crime scenes to clean up? Decomposed bodies. Right, how come? It's sad. Mostly. There are so many people that are alone, which is what it changed me the most. I'm always so nice to people and smile at people, even if I don't know them. The world is a very lonely place and there are a lot of people that die and the fact you can die and nobody knows that you're, you're dead for weeks on end mm. is heartbreaking. Um, but the body lets go um, and it's it's a smell that you will never forget. You cannot breathe in deep. Um, it's gross. The, the body changes into mush. Far out. Is there anything that you can compare the smell to? Uh, A dead pig. A dead pig? Okay. Well, I've never smelt a dead pig, I'll be honest. (laughs) You don't want to. You do not want to. Other than that, no, you can't. It's a smell that you will never forget. And if I ever walk past the house and smell it, I will know. I guess it must be confronting as well when you have to go to crime scenes that involve domestic violence or children or yeah. things like that. Yeah, it is, yeah. Um, domestic. There's a lot of domestic violence and it is so sad to see. Um, I have done a baby murder as well before. So. Far out. How did you pull yourself together to do that? Um, it wasn't about me. Um, none of it ever is. You have to remove yourself from the situation and you're there to help the families and move forward and, and make it appear like it never happened, even though it did. Um, whether it's a baby or somebody that's 100, a life is a life. Mm. And it's it's sad. 
regardless. But you do just have to realise that you mourn the loss of them, but you are there to do a job and, and help the family. What would you say out of all of your time doing this job is the most confronting crime scene that you've encountered? Um, well, ah, definitely. And I get reminded pretty much every day there was a, a person who uh, jumped from a hotel very near my house. Right. Um, and every time I drive past it, I think of them. I can't, I will never forget. And I think it's confronting because it's an, it's an everyday occurrence for me. Um, I drive past places or I stay in hotels and I know what's happened in those walls. And for me, that is the confronting part, going through towns and seeing the, the names of places that I can never tell you, um, but I do know. And so I can't share those things. So mm. I guess that's the most confronting dealing with it myself. Is there a job that you've ever turned down because you just thought it would be too much for you personally? Yeah, well, yes, but it came to bite me. Okay. So I was cleaning a man who had passed away in a caravan site and a little old lady wobbled across and she said to me and asked me if I would clean her kitchen and I was a bit of a smart ass <laughs> and I said, is there a dead body in your kitchen? And she sort of looked at me quite confused and I turned that job down and if I hadn't have turned that job down, a couple of years later when I got called back to the same caravan park, I would have seen what was happening inside her apartment when I had to actually clean her up. So. And what would you have seen? What do you mean by that? So she was in her 90s. There was no bathroom that was in there. So she was a decomposed body. So she had been there for a very long time. There was a goanna that was in there that was actually eating her. Um, yeah. But she had gone, been going to the bathroom in containers because she couldn't make it to the bathroom. So she was going in butter containers, jam jars, and then putting them in the cupboards. Far out. Yeah. So I wish I cleaned her kitchen. In just a moment, Donna will tell us about the crime scene that took her a whole month to clean up. I'm Sarah Lamarquin, Editor-in-Chief of Stella and host of our podcast called Something to Talk About. Every weekend we publish a new episode where you'll hear compelling personalities, strong opinions and thought-provoking conversations. I wanted to be able to do it in my time when I was ready and speak my truth when I was ready. The topic of when do I become a mum, that is in my mind 24-7. Search for Something to Talk About wherever you listen to your podcasts. The families that hire you must be so incredibly appreciative for your work. Um, I mean, they are. I mean, I guess they would be. They're going through so much at the moment with the last thing on their mind, you know. So um, we try not to try not to interfere or interact too much, um, especially because at the end of the day, somebody has to pay for it. And that's the hardest thing that you've got to do is is ask for money for something that you've done to help someone. It's not a charity job, unfortunately, and I wish it was. Um, I wish there was something that could that could be done to help. Um, I know there is victims assist and, and companies like that that do a wonderful job, but it is the initial asking for it. So, yeah, it's, it's really hard. So, I mean, yes, they are, but in another sense, I guess not really. Is it quite expensive to hire a crime scene cleaner? It is really expensive. Is yes. it really? Okay. Yes. And does it depend kind of on the, I guess, the quote, does that just depend on how big the job is or is there like a flat kind of rate per hour? 
Yeah. There is a rate per hour and then how big a job can be. I mean, I've been on a job that's been an hour long and I've been on one that's been a month long. So A month long? What was that? Uh, if a decomposed body has been in a house for a long time, you have to pretty much empty the entire house. The smell gets into everything, even the paint on the walls. So you have to strip it right back. Same with um, meth lab as well. You've got to get everything out of the house. How does the job affect you personally? Does it take a big toll on you? It's made me a better person. How so? I appreciate life more. There are certain things that I definitely wouldn't put up with. Um, you know, someone laid a hand on me. I would never stay around. And I mm. always express that to all of my friends. I'm nicer to people. And I smile at people because, as I said, you just don't know what someone's going through. And a lot of people are alone in this world. And I understand, Donna, that it's taken a little bit of a toll on you in the sense that you want to just have a step away from the crime scene business at the moment. Yeah. Yeah. So I did it for about six years and I've taken a little bit of a step away. I lost my identity. So I was Donna, the crime scene cleaner. That's how anyone would introduce me. I mean, nobody introduces someone as, you know, this is Donna, the checkout chick. (laughs) Uh, And I just, I was constantly surrounded by death. I was on call 24-7. Um, it's all, it was all I lived and breathed. So I've taken a little bit of time away and yeah, I just needed to just be a girl again and yeah, not wear work boots every day. <laughs> do you think you'll get back into it at some stage? I mean, I'll never say never. I am really good at what I do, no matter what I put my mind to. And I loved helping people. If you'd like to hear more from Donna, you can check out her book, which is called Blood Stains and Ball Gowns, My Life as a Crime Scene Cleaner. It's available now on Amazon. And also, just a reminder, if you are struggling, you can call Lifeline on 13 11 14. Search for I've Got News For You wherever you get your podcasts.